Yeah, what is going on, everybody? We are back with another episode of From My Experience Podcast. The energy is already high because of the special <laughs> guest that I have. <laughs> There's some history here. There's some Claflin family love here. There is some black excellence here, and I cannot wait to get into this interview. <clears throat> but oh <my> <laughs> y'all know I got to thank you all for continuing to support all of our listeners. Those of you who are liking, sharing, subscribing, thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, you can follow us on Instagram, FME underscore podcast, and join the Facebook group from My Experience Podcast. Don't forget to check out our affiliate link. Um, it'll be in the description. We have Acre Gold. Garner's Garden, Retro Mimi, Blackwater, and Jot Forms. We have another affiliate coming soon. Awesome. Got another affiliate coming soon. Um, they sell uh, vegan healthcare products. So, uh, yeah. Y'all, when, when, when I get some things sorted, y'all will have that. But <clears throat> without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, now this special guest, y'all know I like to give people their flowers before uh, I have them you know begin to speak so this person uh we went to Claflin University together the Claflin University this brother has always been cool calm collected smooth mind his business will crack a joke okay quiet but yeah don't try to play him okay uh <laughs> And he's a hard-working brother. I really admire what he is doing, especially because of the location that he's in. I know that it, the competition is extremely heavy, and the, the, the industry that you've chosen to tackle is a serious one. But without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we have the founder, creator, and owner of the J. White Consulting Firm. Ladies and gentlemen, yes, Mr. Sir. Jarvis White. Woo! Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate this a lot. I do appreciate this. So, I, I, wow. no problem, man. No problem. You know, we're always looking to highlight people who are doing great things. So, I'm yes. going to try to get you to regurgitate some of what we were talking about <laughs> when, when, uh, before we hit record. So, you, you were telling me that you were excited about being here. Tell us, tell the audience what you, uh, what you're excited about. Well, the fact that it's, it's just amazing to know that as Claflin family, we stick together. We, we do amazing things. And again, when I don't think that people are literally watching what I'm doing, they're literally paying attention more than I know. So it's like I cannot put out content that is not genuine, not transparent, not just pure at heart. So I definitely try to make sure that I do what I can for the people and being the rock star that I am. And I've literally like humbleized myself um, to understand that when people call me that it's because they see something in me. So when you reached out or either when we had a conversation about being on the podcast, I was just like, okay, Rob literally wants me on this podcast and I don't know what we're going to talk about. And I'm just like, <laughs> okay, I'm ready. But I know that he is, if anybody literally is going to get the first interview, official interview, it is going to be Robert. So I am excited about this. And I am so proud that you are doing great things. I've been following you for a while and I've seen all of the amazing work. So hats off to you, flowers oh, you. to you, literally. And congratulations on continuously doing an amazing job. So I'm excited to see what this podcast is going to do for the both of us, not just me alone, but for the both of us. 
and go from there. So let's get into it. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you. And our listeners, man, y'all get your pen, paper, notes, app, whatever you need, man. Definitely going to, you're going to get some gems from this one. So your journey into consulting, I don't know how far back you want to go. Um, I guess we can go to Claflin if you want to go back further, but you were kind of telling me how, you know, you came to Claflin, we were both education majors and you kind of branched off. So what let you know that, hmm, you know, I love education, I love the kids, but I have something else that I also want to do? Well, actually going into, coming into Claflin, I was literally the first male from both sides of the family. Wow that had the opportunity to go to college. Wow. And going into college, I kind of put that burden on myself to be like, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do this. No one literally put that on me. I put that on myself. And I kind of like feel a little, you know, bad about it because I'm like, you really put a lot of pressure on yourself as a young age. But then when I look at it now, I'm like, who better to do it than yourself? So when I literally did that, I looked at all of the people in my family. Like my great-grandfather was an entrepreneur. My grandfather was an entrepreneur. My dad is yet still an entrepreneur. And it is just amazing. My great-grandfather on my dad's side, my dad's grandfather was actually a sharecropper. He literally, they farmed, they did a number of things. And then he saved his money. He created this um, shopping center, this um, mecca of information information and industry on john's island where it was called the stanley's corner where there was a grocery store a laundromat a liquor store a go um a drug store uh a number of things wow and then as the family moved forward there were some things that happened that weren't done correctly but at the same time knowing that we have that entrepreneurial spirit in Mm -hmm. our family i took that and i said this is what i can do and then on my my grandfather from my dad's father, who was a brick mason, he literally built his business from nothing. Mm. And it was like understanding that if you want to create a legacy or if you want to create generational wealth for yourself, this is how it looks for you as you go forward with your family. So my dad is still carrying the torch of the family business. My uncles are still, they, they have gone and done other things as far as other industry-wise businesses, but they still know the craft. They still know the the honing in of being a brick mason on how to lay a foundation and how to do this and do that. So I know how to literally get dirty, lay brick and you know pour concrete and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. But from what you from what you all know, you're just like, oh, we just see Jarvis. We don't see you know dirt. Thought. We don't see exactly. <laughs> but I literally know you know, how to lay brick and I know how to pour concrete and I know how to push a wheelbarrow full of brick, block, mortar, cement. I know how to do those things. And it literally comes from the fact that when I came to Claflin, Claflin was the only place that I, only school, only institution that I applied to because I knew that Claflin was the place for me. I met a number of people that went to Claflin, my aunt, God rest her soul, that went to Claflin literally helped me get into the institution and helped me understand that this is a place that you will not be known as a number. You will be known as a person. Yes. So when I went in, I went in with the opportunity to learn and be that grasshopper to say, okay, I'm going to open my mind and be able to understand who I'm going to be around. In the four years that I was there, 
I literally networked when I didn't even know I was networking. So the funny thing is going into 2019, if you told me that Jarvis White was going to plan the convention Mm. for Claflin University, Mm. the 54th convention for Claflin University and bringing it home to Charleston because people don't know the history Claflin was founded in Charleston. Mm-hmm. So bringing it home to Charleston and literally being the spearhead and signing your name on contracts and cultivating relationships and building these arenas that Claflin can now play in was like one of those things that I literally sat in the hotel room one night, Robert, and you are getting the first information on this. I sat in the hotel room and I cried because yeah. I did not believe mm-hmm. that I was literally sitting amongst like a room full of people that could change my life yeah. or I could actually help change their life by understanding what they didn't know about Claflin. I literally had to go into the Hilltop High book. I had to literally pull out information. I then had to research and go around Charleston yeah. and find out a lot of information. So when that happened, that literally elevated the JY consulting firm to a whole nother level. But when I left Claflin, Amazing. In 2006, it was like, Jarvis says now, okay, what are we going to do? So then I realized I was turning 25 in 2008. I partnered with the Ronald McDonald House. I created a whole foundation called the, you know, Helping Hands to Smiling Faces, um, which lends a helping hand to put a smile on someone's face. And I partnered with the Ronald McDonald House. I literally did a fashion show on Friday night, a family fun day on Saturday. And then we went down to the Ronald McDonald House in Charleston. And we did a brunch. Nice. So literally, instead of me like thinking about what mm-hmm. I'm going to do for my 25th, mm-hmm. I literally thought about what I could give back to my community. And that's what literally happened. And that's how the business actually begun. It's it spun away from a nonprofit. And I was like, what in the world is happening? <laughs> like, my brand got bigger than me yeah. for a second. And here I am, 25. I, I've already put 10 years into praise dancing and liturgical dancing with my church and and molding and ministering to young women and, and men. And then I look at them now and they're like either making great money or yes. doing amazing things. And I'm like, these are 13 young, amazing kids that have done amazing things under not only my leadership, but just alone me pouring into them. Mm-hmm. So the brand has been a blessing for a lot of people and not only myself but literally when i tell you like it has been an amazing journey so far (laughs) it sounds amazing man wow like this is a side of you i didn't know (laughs) right and 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 a lot of people don't get this story because of the fact that i really don't share it because i don't i'm not one of those people that i'm looking for oh my god i didn't know you went through this and da 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 I'm not that person. I'm a fighter. So when I fight, I fight for not only myself, but I fight for everyone. Because if I arrive, then the next thing I'm going to say, well, Robert, I just did, you know, X, Y, and Z. And I want you to be the first person to get the story. So this is, this is how I look at that. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I, I, and I, and a lot of people may say, well, you know, Jarvis is thinking he's full of himself or whatever. But when I hit the next plateau or when I hit the next, you know, the next level, I want to be like, I know who I can go to to give my story Same. and they're going to narrate it the right way. Yes. So I, I, I'm, I'm the person that's supposed to narrate my own story. 
But when there are people out in that industry that I know can narrate it correctly Mm -hmm. and do it without any, you know, without any problem and do it effortlessly, I'm going to definitely reach out to you and say, hey, Rob, I need you to put my story out there. How can you make this happen? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. You, man, you, you're just tying so many things together for me right now. Like (laughs) there's not, we don't have enough outlets that are highlighting people like you. Like, especially, especially with people who look like me, black people, we need more outlets right. to highlight, yeah. you know, I understand the entertainment industry is big. I have nothing against people right. who, who do entertainment for a living, but it's like, there are people like you who grow up, who learn, who come from a strong family background and, mm-hmm. you know, you're out doing these great things in communities and nobody's talking to you. Nobody's highlighting what you're doing. And mm-hmm. other people need to see that. Like, y'all, you don't have yeah. to be a super megastar to be having an amazing life than to be do, doing meaningful things. Exactly. And again, nothing against them. But I'm like, I see these things. and I'm like, yo, I want to hear this story. I want to know more about that. And I want other right. people to hear it because I want other people who are doing similar things to speak up and to share. Right. Because there's a lot of us. And like you said, um, networking. Networking is a huge thing. I, that's what I learned at yeah. Claflin. We definitely... Yeah. Let me tell y'all, there's a double-edged sword to not being a number. Because everybody knows... <laughs> when you walking across campus and one of your professor says, uh, Mr. Wilson? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> or exactly. Mr. White? It's, and the amazing part about that, Rob, since you when you touched on that, the amazing part about it is at the same time, we can call Claflin. Like, you you already know if I need to get a transcript, you know who to call. If you need to... Yes! Like, if you are a present-day student, if you need, and you know that you have an alum that you can connect with, you call a person and be like, hey, I need to, you know, I need you to talk to X, Y, and Z, or see what... And it's not necessarily saying, you know, using your your lifelines to your advantage, but using them in a way that would make sense. Like my aunt was one of those people that helped me get into Claflin. Mm-hmm. So when my aunt helped me get into Claflin, I had already knew in name dropping, like Dr. Ratliff, yeah. Mrs. Ratliff. I already knew who Dr. Durant was. I already knew who President Tisdale was. I already knew who Miss Alice Carson Tisdale was. I already knew certain people at the school because my aunt literally, when some, when she went to summer school, I went up there for a summer mm-hmm. and I got to meet Dr. Ratliff personally. So it was like when I met Dr. Ratliff when I was at Claflin, Dr. Ratliff remembered that summer when I actually met him because I met Greedy, the man from Sanford and Son. Oh wow. Like, he came in that summer to do a summer a summer series or whatever that they had scheduled at Claflin. And he came in and he talked to that class and I met him. Like literally I could never forget the, the never forget that because Greedy he was the same person, like, you would think that a character, you would turn your character off. He came into the auditorium in the in the business, in the business, um, school of business, yeah. and he literally was the same character, he was the same person, like, I was looking at TV, like, he acted <laughs> the same way. So it was like, this is where I want to go, because if I'm able to meet, like, somebody like the character from Sanford and Son, like, the best friend to... Sam, Red Fox. It was like amazing. Yeah. So like, when I found out that President Obama was going to be president, I was like, y'all, he walked on Legacy Plaza. Like I walked past him and didn't even know who he was. I knew he was the senator, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, I didn't know he was going to be our president. 
So at the same time, it's like, oh, hey, how you doing? Thank you for coming to Claflin. And then all of a sudden, you turn around and you like bidding to be president. And then you become president. It's like, that man been at Claflin four years ago. Yeah. Like, and, and these are the things that people don't really pay attention to. And they don't understand. Like when they say, oh, state. And then you got Claflin. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you might want to remember Claflin came before state. I said, it's just easy to say state because it's a state funded school. But Claflin was is the mother to South Carolina state. If it wasn't for Claflin, there would be no state. So I'm always educating people on the history of Claflin because they need to know they're not aware. <laughs> and there is a difference. No shade. A big one. A big one. <laughs> no shade. But there's a difference. <laughs> a huge one. A huge. I wish the people could see my face and my and my hands. There's a huge one. You're gonna like, be one big. of our first live interviews. I'm gonna tell you that now. We're gonna Oh my So I just leaked an announcement for y'all, but we're working on some things <laughs> live live interviews or live lives, whatever, live streams. And actually, YouTube recorded videos. They're coming. Oh my god! They're coming. Oh my god! I'm I, excited about this. I have the right. I I believe I have the right people in place to get it done. And I've shed some some fear. So, I'm excited for you, Rob. I am literally like, listen. Just pray, I, I don't just know. Just pray who, I still have this, my job after. Who who is this work? Who who is this benefiting more? But I know it's going to benefit the most of us for sure. Like I, I'm I'm here for it. I'm here. Yeah. So <laughs> tell us more about the, so I guess your journey into consulting, mm. how'd you end up where you are today? Oh, well, first of all, before I even do that, how you be dealing with these people, man? Cause I, <laughs> I did real estate. So I dealt with some difficult people, but when it comes to people planning and wanting things a particular way, and like, I couldn't, ima- I couldn't do what you do. Couldn't do it. So here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> And for those of you that are listening, let us be clear. Um, This friendship goes beyond measure. Like, I don't even think there's a ruler that can, like, uh, justify the the friendship of this. So Rob literally, excuse me, Robert literally knows Jarvis White. Um, he, He has seen Jarvis in rare form yes um at times um in the cafeteria on the yard so when he asked this question i i'm not sure if he's if he's knowledgeable of how the answer is going to come out but i'm prepared to give him the answer um so here's the thing (laughs) and there's going to be a lot of laughing that happens through this interview so please be prepared to just write your notes and laugh at the same time but at the same time um, on a serious note, uh, to be honest with you, Rob, I do look towards the hills, which come with our help. And I will say our help um, because I don't want to leave you out of this. Um, mm-hmm. Our help is very much so placed upon God and our understanding is definitely leaning on him. Yes. When it comes to events as well as just dealing with people on an everyday basis there are a lot of things that i want to put on social media mm-hmm. that i can't because mm-hmm. if i could <laughs> and still have a brand intact i would definitely do it but i will tell you this i had a grandma 
that always told me, you have to have coof in everything that you do, regardless if it's being ratchet, you being ghetto, you just being out of pocket, out of character. You still have to have some kind of coof with the things that you do. And that has always resonated with me. And then my grandfather always told me, being a gentleman does not come easy. So when people realize that you have the qualities to be a gentleman, they are going to test you. And at the end of the day, in the industry of being an event planner, a consultant, a designer, a florist, a planner, it really takes a lot out of you because people look at you as, oh, he's a man. He doesn't know color. He doesn't know floral. He doesn't know design. He doesn't know this. And when you literally start talking and you explain to them the full plan and you take them into an empty room and you show them the game plan and they're like, whoa, wait a minute. (laughs) Are you sure? And I'm like, and then this is the next part that gets me. It's like, oh, I don't think our budget going to work that. (laughs) So at the end of the day, it's really not about me being in the industry. It's about the fact that if you have the dollar amount. So I literally now laugh at a lot of people that literally pick up the phone or DM me and say, hey, you know, I'm looking to do X, Y, and I'm like, well, this is going to cost this, and mm-hmm. this is going to cost this, and then the labor is going to be this. Oh, no, I can't do that. Oh, I, I don't know if that's possible. <laughs> Again, you called me. I didn't call you. Yeah. And the crazy part about it is, Rob, is that I like God does not allow you to – detour Mm -hmm. like we try to detour from ourselves and we try to detour from things in life but when i went into the call me mr program i went in like excited gun hole and then i was like no i really see this happening and i think i can do this like i can really go out there make the money i can you know do sponsorships collect the money and you know dump it back into the community but then god was like you really think that's where we are with this? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're going to teach liturgical dance for 10 years at your church. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to let you live for a little while. And then I'm going to throw you back into the educational system. All right, little, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Had to punch in. You know, sometimes there's technical difficulties. But guess what? No difficulty is too technical for me. So what you were saying. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> that november i love it i love it i love it i love it i'm here for it i am all here for it so november 9th of 2020 um the boys and girls club gave me a call and asked me to be their program director for their um program here in charleston and i was extremely excited about it because i was like okay i get to go back in i get to mentor the kids i get to nurture the kids but then i was like hold up god wait a minute this was not a part of the plan. Remember, I said I wanted to be the guy that goes in, gives the money, walk back out. <laughs> so, again, like I was saying, you know, we always try to create a plan for ourselves, yep. but God always laughs. And he was like, okay, I'm going to let you live your best life. Go ahead. Keep going. And then all of a sudden, I'm going to pause you, and then I'm going to send you right on here 
to do with this is. And working with the Boys and Girls Club as their campus program director, I've literally been able to mold and shape and understand what today's children and youth are experiencing in the life that we are now living. Mm-hmm. And these young men and women are, they're, they're, I don't want to say confused, but they're, they're puzzled yeah. about what to do next. And I'm so thankful that God chose me to go back into the educational field, to be that person, to be the like, I don't want to say like the Dr. King or the Malcolm X, mm-hmm. but when people say certain things, I'm like, wait a minute, you got to understand you're looking at the child from now yeah. at right now. I said, ask me how I'm looking at that child. I'm looking at that child from five years from now. And I see that they're going to do great things. If we instill in them what needs to go on now, yes. if they understand what's happening now, then we can literally see a change five years from now or two years from now. So a a lot of things happen, Robert, that we are not prepared for, that we always have to stay ready for. And and I'm going to say that again. A lot of things happen that we're not ready for, prepared for, but we have to stay ready for. And it's just crazy how it happens because you will sit in your house and you'll be like, wait a minute, God. <laughs> Hold on. I got to go get a shot because you just had me. Wait a minute. God. Hold on. I may need to take me a whole glass. <laughs> because I... I got a shot. I got a glass. <laughs> but these, but as a young entrepreneur, yeah. a lot of people only see the end result. They yeah. don't really see what we go through. They don't understand that there are going to be moments when we only have $5 to our name. Yep. We got to put food in our stomach. We got to put gas in our car. Our insurance on our car is due. Rent might be due. Insurance for something else might be due. Or whatever case may be. And they don't understand that we are literally trying to move from the next day to the next day. Yep. But yet still, all they see is what we put on social media or... When they see us in person, they'd be like, oh, you look good. And da 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 da. And I'm like, yeah, I look good. But what do you want me to do? Look bad? You want me to look <laughs> <laughs> you, you just touched on something that. <laughs> to look bad? That, so I want to touch on that. Because my mom actually commented on my Facebook post, the one we were talking about before we started recording. Uh-huh. And she was like, well, you, I said something like, I remember how I didn't even know uh, what I was going to eat. Like, I've been that broke. And she was like, well, you know, you never had to worry about food. Like, I know she was, she was saying that because she cooks and right. I could ask my mom for anything. But there's right. a point in your life where it's like you look at a situation and you take responsibility for the part that you played in it. And you say, you know what? I need to go through this. Because exactly. when you go through it, when you know that you can pick up the phone and call somebody and they fix your life every single time, you can't grow from that. You become dependent. Exactly. I went through these broke times, and I mean, I'm in Charleston where I have aunts, uncles, cousins. Like, I have college-educated people throughout my family with great careers that will do anything for me. But I'm like, no, you're irresponsible with your money, so now deal with the consequences of your actions. So now, now that I went through it and I know what I had to do to fix it, oh, no, we're not going back. 
<laughs> like, hello. Hello. Yeah, hello. we we not hello. we not going back. Hello. We not going back. Hello. And I didn't want to become the family member that every time I call, the yeah. first thing that pops in your head is what, what is he what does he want now? I didn't exactly. want to be. I was starting to become that person, but I stopped. I've given money back to people. Like now, I'm like, hey, do yeah. you need something? You know, right? Um, but I think that's the part. Like that, the beautiful struggle is what I call it, man. Like people really don't know. Like social media and being an entrepreneur is great. Now it's fun to be your own boss right. and to be control things. But understand, social media glorifies the end result. They don't talk about the work. The work you think. You think you don't like your job. <laughs> Wait till you have to make your own schedule, your own calendar of events, your own pricing, pricing yourself. So, here, so here's the thing. Go ahead. There have been like the whole month of half of April. I, I don't want to say the whole month. Half of April, I actually experienced a moment to where it's like, damn, I got to get out of bed. I got to go do this. I have to go do that. Yeah, yeah. And the funny thing was, the last four days of April, I slept on my couch. Every day that I slept, every night that I slept on my couch, I popped up at 7.30. I did what I needed to do. I was out the door. Mm -hmm. And it's not the fact that, you know, you spend a little money for comfort. Because your bed is supposed to be comfortable. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, when you know that you have to get up, but you're hitting the snooze button and saying, oh, I need 10 more minutes, 15 more minutes, 20 more minutes, and then your 15, 20 more minutes turn into a whole hour or an hour or two, yeah. then now you're looking at the fact that, okay, this is where the problem comes in. Mm -hmm. This is where the problem lies. So if you're not making money while you're sleeping, and you know you're not there yet, get your butt up, <laughs> get out there, and make that money. Yep. If you know that you have connections to where you can pick up your phone and say, hey, I'm looking to do X, Y, and Z, pick up the phone. Don't be scared to say, hey, this is what it is. Don't be scared to say what it's not. And that's why, why from the JY Consulting Firm, I've actually moved more so into a, um, a constant urge piece. And I want to talk about that little as we go further into the conversation of the of the interview. But I want to make sure that people understand that from the brand that I've created, I didn't create this brand with, you know, $150,000. I created this brand with zero dollars. Mm. And like if I if you go on my Instagram or you go on my Facebook or you go on my Twitter or you go on my LinkedIn, you mm. look at my followers or my connections. These are people that if I picked up my phone and said, hey, I need some insight. Can you help me? They will literally give me the insight that I need. Mm -hmm. It's not the fact that they're going to say, oh, well, Jarvis, what do you need now? It's not the fact that they that's what they're going to say. It's going to be like, oh, Jarvis, how can I help you now? Yes. What, what, where, where are we? Where are we with everything? And, and that's the key point. You want people to say, how can I help you now? Where are you with the last time from the last time we talked? Yes. Because if there is no growth, then how are you expected to see financial wealth? How are you expected to see, you know, if you have children, how are your children are how are your children going to like live off of the experience that you've created? And I try to live through the fact that if people don't understand that the JY consulting firm 
and the rock star movement, the true rock star moment is an experience mm -hmm. and not just a financial gain. It is what it is. If I'm giving you an experience, I'm more than willing to get the financial, um, the financial gain from it all. I know that that's going to happen because if I'm giving you my best self, yes. if I'm giving you the rock star experience, if you walk away from your event and you can say, I remembered X, Y, and Z, or if six months down the line and you're still living in the moment, that's an experience. Yep. That is an absolute experience. The, like I tell people all the time and they laugh at me. I'm like, it's the little things for me. Like right now, when I get off of this conference, when I get off of this interview with you, I'm going to live in this moment for maybe at least another week. Wow. But in my head, I'm going to be like, what's next? Mm -hmm. Where are we going from here? Because at the same time, it's like, you know, I was like, okay, I'm getting ready to do an interview with Robert. And like, I remember mm -hmm. Robert from Claflin and this is like amazing that he's transitioned and elevated and evolved into the man that he is now. And now all of a sudden he's like, Hey, I don't mind interviewing you. Let's go ahead and move forward and let's do this in X, Y, and Z. And it's amazing because like I tell people all the time, if I move up to the next level and you re and I, if I've reached out to you now and you haven't respond back or tried to collaborate in some way or shape or form, when I move up to the next level, and I'm either on TV or doing an interview X, Y, and Z with a big name interviewer, mm -hmm. don't reach back around and say, hey, can I get an interview with you? No. <laughs> People want to wait till you're at the pinnacle. Right. They don't want to get in on the, on the tunnel. Like I yeah. tell people, it's easy to do the crawl, like the belly crawl. And like literally you trying to get to the end. You see the light, yep. but then all of a sudden you have to pause because you're tired. And then you want to give up, but then you realize how close you are, and then you keep moving, and you keep moving, and you keep moving, and then you take another break. And it's like, oh my God, I need something to drink. I don't have any water. So what am I going to thirst? What am I going to quench my thirst? How am I going to get that next information? Then God tells you, call so and so. Oh, I don't want to call so and so because they're going to think less of me. Really? It's how you use your words. Yes. I don't play off of them, I play on them. If I'd say, Robert, I want to do a partnership with you and X, Y, and Z, I have to now live up to my expectation because I'm reaching out to you to say, this is the partnership that I want to do, and I want you to be a part of it. If I drop the ball, it's no more than fair for you to say, well, Jarvis, you dropped the ball, and why did you do X, Y, and Z? Hold me accountable. Yes. And we don't hold each other accountable enough to make sure that we are on the same page. We are willing to tear each other down mm. before we hold each other up. Yep. And I and I can't do that. Like if you've ever noticed on social media, I've never torn, I've never taken a person or read a person for filth unless it was necessary. Mm -hmm. Now again, the disclaimer was given to the listeners that Robert knows me. <laughs> There's a thin line, y'all. <laughs> Which is why, again, I, I just know the type of people he must be dealing with. And, you know, you gave a quote from your grandmother and your grandfather, and I know you living by them quotes. Because, <laughs> yeah. Scout's honor. Listen. And I ain't even been a Boy Scout. So listen to, <laughs> Listen to what... <laughs> Scout's honor, but yeah. I'm... Ahead, there, there are some times when I just literally want to run through a person like 
full steam ahead. But I realized that if I put my best foot forward as the consultant that I know that I am, there is someone that attended the event or there's someone in the atmosphere or someone in the space that sees my hard work, that understands that I'm putting the best foot forward. And they're going to be like, hey, I noticed that you were doing X, Y and Z and I want to work with you. I know that, you know, it was difficult working with the past client, but I promised that I would do the next. And that has literally that has happened. Mm -hmm. And that's why from that moment, I've been able to put the pettiness aside, put, you know, the foolishness aside and be like, okay, somebody's watching. So if I lose my cool, then I can't move to the next level. Nope. If I say something out of the way, then a person's not going to trust the brand. They're not going to trust me personally and then invest in the brand professionally. So I got to like literally take a back seat personally on a lot of stuff. And trust me, it, it, it is very, it is very hard in this industry of event planning, marketing, hospitality, and tourism, concierging. It is very hard because you sometimes just want to let a person have it, walk away and be done. But the yep. same time that the person you reading into that person can make or break you because again, yep. they're the client. They are the client. Word so you fast, just, y'all. Everything, yeah. everything yeah. is not, let me tell y'all something. Real big business moves are made when someone picks up the phone and calls somebody else, not on Twitter, Instagram. That that's a piece of it, but word of mouth, word of mouth is serious and it, it'll fall on you like a ton of bricks and you'll never see it coming. You'll never know where it came from. Exactly. Exactly. And we, and I was actually on a, um, via my church, we did like a, a Zoom call or whatever the case would be. And we actually had like a, I guess a town hall round table discussion. Mm -hmm. And the conversation was about not want, not changing for anyone. And I was like, no, 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 no. I said, listen to me and listen to me clearly. I said, what I'm about to say, don't take it the wrong way, but take it in love and take it as genuine, knowledgeable information. When you walk into a room, you don't have to necessarily command the attention, but you are walking into a room as yourself knowing your worth. Mm. When you open your mouth, you speak what you know and the things that you don't know, you say, I'm not sure on it as of right now, but let me get back to you on that and let me make sure that I'm clear on the information that I do have. Yes. Never, never make it seem as though that you don't know anything because you know a lot. Yeah. You just may have not dived into it, but you know what it is that it is. So at the same time, like I told the young lady, I said, it's not about you going in there and turning off your geechiness or turning off you know, your everyday being, but in order for you to move to the next level, you have to authenticate, you have to pronunciate, you have to articulate, you have to make sure that you know what you're talking about makes sense. Because yes. I can sit on here and I can say, um, Manny Kulacha, it ain't make no sense for me to sit you on this porch and go from there. But at the same time, it's... <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead, man. <laughs> oh, between that and the red rice I had, yeah. 
Right. So if I'm sitting on my porch, if somebody comes up, I'm going to literally say, if it's like, you know, family, that's what you're going to get. But if it's somebody that I don't know, I'm like, well, I'm sitting on the porch just relaxing, enjoying the day. But, you know, for the most part, it's been a really relaxed, um, satisfying day. Clear and precise. Yep. But if it's like a cousin of mine, man, I sitting on this porch just chilling, man. He ain't got nothing to do. Man, go ahead now. Leave me alone. I trying to relax my nerve. I ain't got time for this today. You know what I'm saying? Like literally, like you, it, it's 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 a turn on, turn off type of thing. And most people, when they hear me speak mm-hmm. and they ask me where I'm from, I'm like, yeah, I'm from Johns Island, South Carolina, by the way, at Charleston. And it was like, well, we don't hear the dialect. I was like, well, I'm not hiding it, for one. <laughs> But at the same time, if you just continuously have a conversation with me, you will hear a little bit of the dialect in there. But I, I pay homage to my English teacher, Miss Barbara Moss, mm-hmm. who has literally, you know, told us all the time to enunciate, articulate, you know, presentation is everything. The overall presentation of what you want a person to see, because your first impression is always your last impression. There's no other impression that you can give once you've set the precedent for it. Like I always tell people, your narrative, nobody else writes that but you. Yep. You can't allow nobody else to write your narrative. So if you are allowing somebody to write your narrative, and then when they do write your narrative, and you're firing off, and you're upset, and you're angry, hold on, wait a minute, think about it. Did you really do what they said you did? Mm. If you didn't do what they said you did, then why are you responding? Why is there any, any conversation from it at all? Like when people like when celebrities nowadays, they have people in their camp and then the people in their camp will be like, well, like a reporter from E! News will be like, well, sources from Beyonce's camp said X, Y and Z. (laughs) Beyonce, you might want to get rid of that person because that person ain't that person ain't for you. (laughs) Or, you know, you know, like and that's the thing. So when you're building your foundation and you're building your platform, you try to definitely make sure that the people that are ready and set to go are those people that you can trust because at the end of the day, building a personal brand. So your professional brand can shine plays a lot into everything. You just drop. It plays a lot into everything. And that's literally my tagline, like building a personal brand. So your professional brand may shine. That is my tagline from, from here until I leave this earth. I love that. Like on my tombstone, that's what needs to go on there. Because I literally want people to understand that if I cannot trust in you personally, how am I going to invest in you professionally? Yo, you, <laughs> yo. So I, I gotta say this, and I know this is gonna piss some people off, right? This has been very controversial for a long time. The way you represent yourself and present yourself. Some people call there's words for it, code switching. Some people mm-hmm. think it's oh you being fake. Oh that's not real. When you meet people. You're letting them, you're, you have an opportunity to let them know what they need to know about you. Everybody, you everybody you meet and come into contact with is not going to know everything about you. But if you have a specific purpose or a specific goal in mind, you need to let them know what they need to know about you. Um, <clears throat> I had an eighth grade teacher who talked to us about code switching. She told us why it was important. She was like, you know, you got to be able to transcend communication across different lines everyone you do business with and work with is not going to look like you everyone's not going to know how to receive you you need to know how to communicate 
in a multitude of ways, which I believe is totally fine. It doesn't mean you are being fake or fraudulent. It's like, let me make sure that what I'm trying to get across to you is coming across clearly, that you Mm -hmm. understand what I'm saying, that you understand what my intent is. And like what you just said, if I can't trust you personally, how am I going to trust you to do business with you? Like, I, I, you know, I joke, I laugh and stuff like that. But when I was doing real estate, it was like, it was business. Like I was on my game and even my clients were like, you know, Robert, you're just so, you're so on point and you're taking care of us and really appreciate you going the extra mile. And I would crack jokes and they would would notice that I was funny. They're like, oh, you should crack more jokes. I'm like, "Mm." I was like, I will. But I was like, I need to make sure your business is taken care of first, because if your business is not taken care of. You're not going to be laughing. You're going to be like, where's exactly. my house? Or why is my house exactly. not sold? So let exactly. me let you know. And that also lets the person know, hey, I know how he deals with me. He buy his business. So when he has to go talk to another agent or an attorney or a surveyor or an inspector, I know what that conversation is probably going to go like. Exactly. So that's enough. That, and again, you know, you like, like you just said, you control your own narrative, what people see, what people, people hear and what they receive. You can't, you can't force them to interpret it correctly, but the best right. you can do is show up and be the best version of yourself. Of yourself. But y'all, y'all really, especially you younger people who are listening, really think about that. And y'all can take anybody you want, anybody you want, any any entertainer, any professional. I bet you, even behind closed doors, they learn paperwork. I bet you they, they read and they study. I exactly. bet you they have financial managers and know a lot about finance and they don't know how to speak about it. L- listen to some of these interviews from some of these older rappers when they're like, man, I had to lose millions of dollars before I had to learn. Like, I got to walk into this room like this. I got to go into yeah. this situation like this because these people need to yeah. know. All right. Oh, he not just yeah. rapping. He's not just talking about it. This dude know exactly. This dude know what he needs to know. I want to do business with him. But exactly. I- I'll get off of that. <laughs> I mean, and, and and to piggyback on that too, Robert, is the fact that people need to really understand that when you are building your brand, whether it's personal or professional, you want to make sure that you have all of your ducks in a row. No one can tell you that if you're, if you one of the, the things that I do in my workshops is a color palette. My favorite color or my signature color is sapphire. Mm-hmm. So sapphire for me stands for royalty, regalness. And if you've ever seen any of my social media posts, like live videos or whatever, in the background, there is a photo, I mean, a, a painting on my wall called A View of Royalty. Like, I told the, 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 the artist, I wanted something sapphire and gold, blue and gold. I needed something to, to just authentically speak about me. I looked again. I knock on my door. I open my door. Here's the painting. And in my head, for the, the, the time that I spoke to him and up until now, it was like, oh, I needed to, you know, speak royalty. I needed to speak regalness. And when he opened, when I opened the door and he came in, he was like, hey, guess what? This is a view of royalty. (laughs) When I tell you that that thing dropped my heart into my stomach, Mm. because it was like understanding 
the magnitude of the connection of people that you have to be in line with. Mm. The one thing that I do do all the time, and I still don't understand how God has chosen me to be this specific person. I can tell a person's characteristic mannerism before they even open their mouth. Wow. I can, I can tell how well a person, I, I, and literally, I can literally tell you if a person is going to be genuine or not. And, and it scares me because of the fact, and I, and I use that word very strongly, it scares me, Robert, because there are people that I've been in contact with and I'm like, okay, God, yeah, I've heard the same season, reason, lifetime, da 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 da. Oh, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, God, the reason why they came in was it for me to check them and then leave? Was it for me to go into the business or the job, check them, and then leave? Like, I, I and Robert, the, the honest to God truth, I, I worked at Cracker Barrel as their retail store manager. One of the worst Cracker Barrels, I think, probably to date. Mm. Went in, they had no expectation that this store would do well. But I went in, I did my business, I exposed people for who they were and what they were, and I promise you, when I left that I think it was a year I was there, either a year eight months a year Mm -hmm. when I turned around somebody that used to go there and eat all the time saw me and said hey you know I went to the Cracker Barrel the other day and they closed and I was like like, what? he was like yeah he's like they closed I said why? and he was like oh I don't know so then I was trying to figure out so I I prayed about it I was like God what happened? and as lightly as people might take it. Yeah, I might, you know, be me and drink and do all other stuff, but I am very spiritual. God said, you exposed it for what it was, and we had to shut it down. Dang. And I and and it scares me because you again, you are getting the exclusive of my thoughts on this process. Because I did not realize and I and that thing still tickles me till this day because I'm like how in the world a little boy from Johns Island, South Carolina, by the way, of Charleston, ended up working for Cracker Barrel, going to their management conference in Orlando, Florida, coming back, X, Y, and Z, doing what he needed to do, leaving, and then they closed momentarily after his leave. And then, what, what, what is this guy? What, what are you trying to tell me? So now, Robert, I literally look at life as my connections are connections of purpose. Yes. They're connections of fluent interaction that would either benefit the both of us or benefit one more than the other. But I never was a person to say, I'm going to benefit more than you or you're going to benefit more than me. I was always a person that said, we're going to benefit together. Granted on how the other person might have thought about it. I like that. But at the same time, realistically speaking, yeah, Jarvis, you can be like, oh, yeah, I'm going in this thing and we both going to benefit. But at the same time, if there's not matched energy, and I'm going to say that again, if there's not matched (laughs) energy. Matched. 
if that energy does not match or if it doesn't blend together, if it doesn't work together, then the funny thing about it is there is going to be an unbalanced relationship. It's going to be unhealthy. But yep. guess who's still going to come out on top? The positive moment that you've been keeping the whole entire time. If you remain humble, if you remain yep. specific to what it is and keep it moving. I tell you one thing, Robert. When I did plan the convention for Claflin, mm -hmm. that was not an easy process. It was not easy. Because remember, you got a young alum trying to tell older oh, alums <laughs> how, to, how to get through stuff and how to make it make sense, and they're not listening. Yeah. So then what do you do? You go in, you set the precedent, and then you watch the dominoes fall as they may. So then, and granted, President Tisdale is always debonair. Always sophisticated. Yeah. He's, he stood up to the podium and President Tisdale said it just like this. He said, I showed up to the luncheon. Nobody was there to greet me. Out of all of my years that I was here at Claflin, I've always been greeted at the door. But today, I wasn't greeted at all. And I had to figure out where to go and how to get things done and whatnot. And that was the first time that I've ever experienced that. So here's the thing. We had a hospitality, a welcome committee. Mm -hmm. The welcome committee was there the day before. The next day, couldn't tell you where they're going. Mm. And, I'm not, and I'm not throwing nobody under the bus, mm -hmm. but they felt as though that, oh, if Jarvis thinks he can handle everything, we're going to do this, and we're going to see how this play out. No, but again, Jar but Jarvis wasn't the only person on the planning committee. Correct. Jar Jarvis might have been the overseer and Jarvis knew who was supposed to be where. But at the end of the day, did it happen that way? So what happened? I had my conversation with President Tisdale and President Tisdale understood because, again, they failed to understand who I was. Your relationships. Be because Jarvis was the pre-alumni council president two years running. Jarvis, when President Tisdale was celebrating 10 years at Claflin University, actually portrayed President Tisdale in a skit. So I got to know President Tisdale for who he was and how he is. So at the end of the day, me and President Tisdale had a relationship. Yep. They didn't realize that when Jarvis went to Texas for the National Pre-Alumni Council Convention and they did us wrong as a university, and Jarvis and Mr. Burgess and the rest of them thought that Jarvis was going to lose his cool. But Jarvis actually handled himself like a grown man when he was still a teenager. And when I got back to Claflin and sat down with President Tisdale face to face and he understood the level of frustration that I was dealing with. But he also commended me on being the president that I was. And he said, now I understand the kind of man that you are. So at the end of the day, when you do what you did, you don't know the relationship that a person has already built mm. amongst the community. So at the end of the day, when you do your when you do your dirt, remember the person that you're doing it. And I always tell people and I don't know if it's censored or whatever on here, but you cannot fuck with the anointed because the anointed is just what it is. <laughs> Y'all he is. Y'all, y'all, Robert fell out. Y'all, Robert fell out. <laughs> Yo, 
that, y'all, that that's priceless. Y'all, Robert fell out. Y'all. I did fall out. I wasn't just, expecting just give, it. Just give him a minute to come back. Give him a minute I'm, to come back. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. You know, it's it's it goes back to what you said earlier, man. Uh, those relationships and when someone knows you and something happens, they know. Yeah. They know. He already knew. Jarvis wasn't behind this. I know something else is going on. Type deal. You know Boom. what I'm saying? When people, when you try, yo, when you go out and you try to sabotage somebody, y'all, it's always a bad move. Don't you not? What do you? What are you really proving? What are you Nothing. really proving at the end of the day? Especially when it's a team effort. You're still a part of that team. Your name is still going to be a part of the legacy of whatever that is. Good, bad, ugly, indifferent. You're doing it yep. to yourself as well. Yeah. Um. And how petty can petty? Petty party. Come on, man. Uh, that's, 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 <laughs> wow. But yeah. And see, the thing is, they always try to come for the petty king. And you can't come <laughs> for the petty king. Not the petty king. Man. Like, I, I gave, I gave my crown over to somebody else the other day because of what they said that they did on, uh, they put a story on Facebook and how eloquently that they did it. And I passed the crown on, but I feel as though I'm going to be getting it back momentarily because there's going to be a moment in life when I'm going to have to be petty again. <laughs> Oh and I'm gonna win my, and I'm gonna get my crown back. <laughs> but you know, that's me, Jarvis. Okay, I'm only gonna. I gotta do a second interview with you. We ain't even. T- <laughs> we didn't even get to consulting really yet. Like you touched on it, but we probably about to hit an hour here. So I'm trying to be mindful of our listeners. I don't know what y'all attention span is like that. I, me, listen. I listen to long podcasts, but I listen to it in chunks. So I try not to give y'all too much to digest in one interview. But man, we could. Listen. We could go I'm all here. day. I'm here. You know, I mean, we got thir- we got we got thirty more minutes. They can live. They can live for thirty more minutes. <laughs> no, no, no. I can't do that. I can't do that. I'm gonna give you two. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you two parts, man. I'm gonna do two parts. But, um, I can't believe it. Okay, to set you up like that. Let, let's give. Let's give us a last. Let's do the last question, and then we can run on in for the next one. Goodbye. Okay. Because yeah, yeah. you so, be here all day. Give them, uh, uh, since we didn't get into details, talk to them about your passion for um, consulting and then just design and the way that you help people, you know, realize their vision. Okay. Um, Literally, with the consulting side of everything, I make sure that the experience is key. As a client, you really don't know what you want you might come in and say, oh, I want this, I want that, and I'll do one even better. I'll use a client that I actually have now. Her wedding is either in September or October. Can't remember right now because we're so far out. Um, but she had a game plan. We sat down. We literally talked about everything. And then I started giving her ideas about doing this and doing that and then looking at other opportunities and other options. I'm all about you know, creating an atmosphere or a an illusion on a budget. Mm-hmm. I, I always feel as though a person has to live tomorrow. If you have the budget to do, to blow it all out and make it happen, by all means, do that. But if you know that your budget is somewhere around 10000 5000 or less than that, then we sit down and we literally go through all of the aspects and the dynamics of what it would take to make your special day happen, either if it's a birthday, a wedding, or a grand opening, or whatever it might be, we definitely always, as the JY Consulting Firm, we want to make sure 
that the experience that you receive the rock star experience. We want you to understand that there are different developments and elements to the business. You want to look at having a planner. You want to look at having a consultant. You want to look at having a designer. You want to look at having a florist, your DJ, your caterer. These are different components. One person cannot do all of the detailed work. And I think that's where a lot of people fall short in understanding that, oh, I'm going to give you $5,000 and you can just make everything happen. No, I have to resource. I have to outsource. I have to make things work. Because at the end of the day, if I said, oh, I'm going to take your $5,000 and you show up to your event and then nothing's there, then you're going to be mad. Yeah. So you got to remember that if I if I say, well, I'm going to do an all inclusive thirty five hundred dollar package, then do you want your thirty five hundred dollar package to look like the wedding I did last month? Or do you want your grand opening to look like what it looked like last month? Because I try to zero in on your personality mm-hmm. so that way your experience is what you build from everything because literally robert you would be the one planning your own event mm. i'm just here to help you understand what it is that you want oh if i don't <laughs> tell you anything if i tell you nothing else I will tell you is you are planning your own event because at the end of the day, when you sit down and cross your ankles and you're like, oh, my God, I just had a phenomenal wedding. You can say, I got everything I want and more. That's and it was all and it was all because Jarvis gave me the direction to do what it needs to be done. It is not me coming in and telling you what you want. It's me making sure that you get what you want. And I hope they wrote that down. It's, <laughs> it's, not, it's not you telling me what you want. It's me making sure you get what you want. Because you can tell me all day what you want. But if you don't know where to get it from, yeah. and you come to me to ask me about it, then I have to make sure you get it. And that's where the experience comes in. Because if I wasn't about the experience, then, Robert, you wouldn't. we wouldn't be doing this interview. You would literally be... Like doing a whole like remote and we would be face to face right now because I would fly you in or you would fly me in and I'd be like, okay, Robert, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because because if I was all about the money, then that's what it is. And see the thing. And and I'm going to use one of the key elements in the world. And I call her an element now because she's literally an element. Um, Nothing happens in the world without people saying her name. Beyonce. Beyonce is an experience. Wait a minute. Did you just She's call an Beyonce element. an element? She's an element. <laughs> because nothing okay. nothing happens in this world without you mentioning her name. Like she should be a part of the periodic table. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> I wish I could see his face. He's looking at me like, why are you laughing? Because, I mean, I'm serious. Like, I know. Do you, I sh- not, do you, do you not think that, 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 I mean, I can see like, why you literally, say that. I can see why you say that. A lot of people don't look at her from my standpoint. Like, I don't care how many shows Beyonce put on. I always go back and I look at her start to finish. Like, I'm looking at when Beyonce did Coachella 
I literally researched on how Coachella came together. Mm-hmm. Like when you look at the amount of work that went into the amount of research, the amount of time, the amount of authenticity that went into Coachella, you would really understand how the Mrs. Carter tour became about, how the On the Run tour came about. Those, like, those are productions mm-hmm. that, like, I've always said since I was in middle school, high school, that I will one day work for the Miss Universe organization because I always thought that that was the biggest production in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the end of the day, when you look at like the Grammys, the Oscars, the Emmys, and you look at concerts, and then when you really, and when Beyonce gives you the ultimate experience on understanding on how she came about the whole to be, that's an element. Like she takes you into her world on what it looks like. So when you when you call me and say, Jarvis, I want you to plan my birthday party. I'm taking you into my world, but I'm going into your mindset and giving you your world full full, full throttle. Because I want you to understand that you now you just literally stepped into my world. Because, oh, my God, Jarvis is about to tell me X, Y, and Z. He's about to give me all of these amazing ideas and concepts. Can I afford it? But at the end of the day, let's not be scared about can you afford it. Let's be concerning about how we can make it happen. Mm -hmm. And that's the experience part. Because there's always a way to make things look amazing. But when you try to go over your over and try to match the Joneses and, you know, the Peabody's and, you know, the Vander horses and stuff like that. You can't, you, what, what, how are you trying to do that? So at the end of the day, if we really look at our celebrities from their business acumen, uh, we would really respect them more to understand that what we see on TV, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work. For, yeah. It takes a lot of work. Like my new friend in my head is Jesse Collins. Like people don't know who Jesse Collins is, but I don't Jesse know Collins, who that is. Go ahead. Jesse Jesse Collins is the mastermind that just recently did the Oscars. Jesse Collins did the halftime Super Bowl show, and Jesse Collins is a black man. Wow. Jesse Collins has done some of the most phenomenal yes events virtually since we've been in the pandemic. Yes, those those like are definitely. Jesse, uh, historical events, especially with the condition, like you said, them be having to be virtual with the conditions that wonder with COVID. Exactly. That's that's exactly. A, and that's a lot of. You think in person stuff is stress? Just worrying about hey, an internet connection. This thrive. This you, is like hanging in the balance by an internet exactly. connection. When you go from the Kodak Theater or the Dolby Theater to then going to Union Station in LA to do the Academy Awards. And then not only doing the Academy Awards in Union Station, but then having to make sure that everyone who's coming to the Academy Awards has been quarantined for even for either a month or 14 days. And not only that, if they have to work, that they not do any like sexual scenes or anything that would cause them to get COVID. So now all of a sudden, everybody that's in that space has been quarantined for at least a month. 
Not only have they been quarantined for a month, but their plus one has to go through the same thing. So then when you get there, then you have to worry about how the show was going to kick off. So if nobody saw how the Oscars started, you had one of the most influential women in TV. Like, I remember this girl as Brenda from 227. Yeah. Like, Regina King opened <laughs> opened the Oscars like a bad bitch would. Like, I, I can't put it no other way. Yeah. yeah. Like, she came, she came in there like a rock star, but I will tell you this. Mm-hmm. They did use a Quentin Tarantino, Quentin Tarantino like outlook on the whole situation because it was I thought I was watching like Pulp Fiction like when it first came yeah. on because it did like the yeah it, and it happened but at the same time they had Regina King and Regina King like stole the whole situation like the whole opening was all about her she did it mandated it locked it in the box and then like if anybody if there's any part of the Oscars I would talk about that is still the to do day piece that I would talk about because I love that about the Oscars. They and granted we we're, we're in a time where they're trying to make sure that Asian love is still available, black love is still knowledgeable, yeah. but at the same time when you throw it out there, I want you to throw it out there to where we see it but we don't see it because of the fact that it needs to be addressed due to x y and z. Yeah. So so at the same time in the industry, and I know you touched on this earlier about in a competitive field, in a competitive um, atmosphere, yes, being in Charleston, South Carolina is very competitive. Um, I have reached out to a number of like, like, like-minded like and look-alikes yep. that had not reached back. Yep. But the, the one person that did reach out, I didn't reach out to. Mm. And she reached out to me. And now when it happened, a lot of people were like, oh, so you're going to go work with them? How do you mean work with them? <laughs> like, I tried to work like, with y'all. Right. This has been a this, my relationship with Intrigue Event and Designs has been a seven year run. Woo. Like nobody nobody really knows that I have Congratulations been on working, that. working with them for seven years. Like the funny thing is the owner of Intrigue Event and Designs actually started the same time that I did. So this year for her is also 13 years. So look how look how God matches energy without you even paying attention. The business gems you have dropped. I'm stopping you. I got to stop you. I got to stop you. I'm stopping the interview, y'all. I got to stop it. The, the, the business gems. The business gems. Without even saying, let me tell you about business. The brother just speaking business. I love how you fluently just bring in business slash personal slash it's philosophical full circle. Man. full circle it's full circle y'all full circle i don't even think they caught that last part i don't <laughs> think they did listen. either but at the but at the end of the day it's just all about living in your passion like i don't have to tell you what my passion is because if we talk long enough you will understand yep. that my passion is everything me like i live and breathe jarvis lee white like, if I literally take you from my five-year-old experience up until now, you probably would be on, in tears as I would be as I tell the story. Because I, when I tell my, like, hardcore, literal, 
like being five years old, suffering with seizures and not understanding what was going on, flatlining on the table. My mom and my grandmama crying on each side of me, not understanding what was going on. Like I live life to the fullest. Wow. I may not live it to the fullest of, you know, traveling and doing X, Y, and Z. But when I wake up every morning and I'm either posting, tweeting, Facebooking, Instagramming, understanding what life looks like, and I'm laughing and joking, at the end at the end of the day, Jarvis Lee White goes through a lot. Like he does not have all roses and unicorns. It's not unicorns and rainbows and you know, like my little ponies around here. There's a lot that goes on. <laughs> To create the JY Consulting Firm, to create the Jarvis White, to create the rock star. There's a lot. Like the other day when I was on social media, last like two Wednesdays ago, I literally had a breakdown. Mm. And and ended up on, on somebody like texted me and was like, Hey, are we gonna talk about my six hundred pound life? And I was like, No, not tonight. And we're like, Man, Jarvis, we're looking for you. And I'm like, I had to gather myself. You together. are like the guru for my six hundred pound life. I'll be seeing you point point that out. I can't watch it. But go- <laughs> I have so many more questions for you. Listen, <laughs> go ahead and tell me how you gathered yourself. Man. I gotta, I gotta stop you. I gotta stop you. We gotta schedule you for part two. I'm sorry, y'all. So the reason why I know some of y'all are like, oh, keep going, y'all. This is the first interview. I've been podding. This is year five and a half ish. This is the first really? interview. Yeah, I've been doing this for a long time. <laughs> oh my you're, god! You're the first person I've interviewed that has <laughs> like you transformed everything this is kind of one of the reasons why i prepare for interviews and i don't prepare for interviews because you never know how they're going to turn out but i'm i'm really glad and happy that you you have taken you the way you've transformed and molded this interview i mean you you did most of my job for me thanks uh <laughs> but i do what i can yeah um but it was some good stuff man i'm, I'm glad that it was very conversational and i'm pretty sure the people are able to learn something very valuable from this but go ahead back to your 600 pound life story go ahead wrap let me wrap you up this is the last one so you had to get you had a breakdown but people were looking to you see that's the other thing you're very entertaining and it's entertaining because i know you and i know you dead ass serious like some of y'all think that these are jokes he's serious and i come across some of his stuff like lately he's been posting some childhood snacks and I'm like, this dude's sweet tooth is worse than mine. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, you're just so relatable, man. You so down to earth, so cool, man. I, I really appreciate you, man. I do. From the heart, I love it. I appreciate you as well. Um, the, the crazy part is, and I'm going to do another name drop, Tiffany Johnson. She decided that she was going to reach out to me one day and was like, hey, you know, do you watch my 600 pound life? And I was like, no, not at all. And she was like, well, well, no, it's my thousand, my thousand pound life with Tammy and her sister. Oh, yeah, two people like, with a combined thousand. Right. Okay. Yeah. So it was, <laughs> Say it, what? It's, it's two sisters that actually are on this journey together trying to lose weight. But Tammy is like the focal of the show and Amy was just pregnant or whatever. So, what? ta- um, yeah, she was like, I need you to, to plug in. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to plug in. I'm going to watch it. But then I didn't realize how serious it would have gotten. So then one day I was like, well, I'm going to just go live and talk about my 600-pound life because the show had already ended with the sisters. And I was like, well, I'm going to go on and just see, you know, the tickle about it. So I didn't realize 
that people were going to be that entertained by it. So then I go, <laughs> so then I try to fall back, like literally fall back. And every Wednesday, without fail, at 8.30, I get a text message or a phone call. Hey, do you know what time it is? And I'm like, what time is it? <laughs> and I know exactly what time it is, and I know exactly what's on TV. And I'm like, I guess. So then I have to go get my ring light. I have to plug it up. I have to set up. <laughs> Robert, and the thing is, and people always tell me, like, Jarvis, you need to do your podcast. You need to do a YouTube you need yeah. to do a Facebook Live or Instagram or something. And I'm like, what am I going to talk about? But at the same time, it's like when I get on here with like people like yourself, and it's like, oh, my God, I'm talking about a whole number of things. And then you just like, oh, you just made my job easy. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like, you ask questions, but what am I doing? So it, it, I, I just try to, like, my slogan, if I ever run for, like, any political office, my slogan is, I'm here for you. So, like, at the end of the day, I'm here for you. I'm here to help you move along and move things forward and, you know, make things happen. So I'm, like, again, five and a half years. I am super proud of you. Congratulations on everything because you are killing it. I am paying attention even if I'm not paying attention. And, again, Robert, I thank you for this because I – this is – yeah, a lot of good things are going to come from this. Yes, sir. Very man. much so. I, I thank yeah. you again for joining us. And thank you all for listening and continuing to support Mr. Jarvis L. White here. Uh, we're going to have to have a part two. This has been great catching up with you and getting these stories, these gems, man. You, you've you actually given me a couple things I need to think about. Uh, I'm resting on this, this wonderful Sabbath, but tomorrow I do have some things I need to take care of, and I do need to nurture my relationships. I'm ready to take this podcast to the next level and do a couple things, and I need to reach Let's out to some it. people. It's, it's time to, it's time to really call in the big guns. That big, those big Let's favors. Hey, I'm coming. Let's do it. I'm coming, y'all. I'm coming. It. But before we do get it. out of here, tell the folks where they can find you, follow you, and connect with you. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Jarvis L White. You can find me on Instagram at J White Consulting. You can find me on Twitter at rock your brand 83 um and linkedin is jarvis white as well so it's it anytime you type in jarvis and white you will find me and my picture is very noticeable i am in a suit a gray suit and um i'm ready to do business so if you're ready to rock it out let's get it um i am your rock star and if you ever need any consulting personal branding um knowledgeable information um, professional development i am here to work with you or if you just want to get some knowledge or anything have a conversation i'm willing to do that too um my knowledge does come with a five dollar cup of coffee so you know you can always robert stop you can always um cash at me that five dollars because starbucks is always um a friendly drive away so yeah i i'm i'm here for it and if you're ever in Charleston and want to have, you know, lunch or whatever, hit me up and we can do that, too, and have a conversation. So I'm very, very friendly. I know a lot of people say I'm not approachable, but I am very friendly to um, contrary belief. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. <laughs> Another episode of From My Experience podcast. All of his contact information will be in the um the description, Soul yes. Hours. Once again, FME underscore podcast on Instagram. You can follow me personally on Instagram, complete spell with the K underscore vision. 
and on Facebook from my experience podcast. Check out our affiliates. There's a link tree link. Definitely shop with our, our affiliates. That will help um, the show get to the next level and do a couple things. Uh, I just, <laughs> I still have more laughs in me. I'm trying to wrap up, but I'm really laughing because some of the stuff he said is hitting me. But anyway, until next time, ladies and gentlemen, take care of yourselves physically, mentally, financially. Jessica's not here, but I got you, Jessica. And spiritually. And we'll love you, Jessica. That is my classmate. I love her. She's amazing. Peace Miss out, her. Y'all. Peace out.